Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, October 27th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are going to be in Psalm 51, but before we get to that scripture, let us begin with a prayer. Our prayer today was written by the church reformer Ulrich Zwingli. Almighty, eternal, and merciful God, whose word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, Open and illuminate my mind, that I may purely and perfectly understand thy word, and that my life may be conformed to what I have rightly understood, that in nothing I may be displeasing unto thy majesty. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our scripture today is Psalm 51. Listen for a word from God. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being, therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Sustain me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings and in whole burnt offerings. Then bowls will be offered on your altar. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Um, Brett, this psalm is traditionally ascribed to King David, written after a time of great sin. What's the story here? Yeah, so for a lot of people, when you look at your Bibles underneath... uh, is this Psalm 51 or 52? I already One, forgot. 51. 51. <laughs> Under Psalm 51, it'll it'll say um, something along the lines of, you know, David's response after the prophet Nathan comes to him. So what has happened in the narrative is David is king. He's at the height of his power. His people are at war. 
Uh, and while his people are at war and fighting, he's hanging out at, back at the palace, and he sees a beautiful woman bathing, uh, and he decides uh, to call her up. He <laughs> to call her up. Call, he called to, her on the palace phone. To summon her. <laughs> uh, and she arrives, uh, and he sleeps with her and gets her pregnant. He then tries to bring her husband home and do this little deceitful thing who her husband is a commander who's been fighting. Um and his her husband refuses to have relations with her while his men are out fighting. Uh, and so David has to come up with a new plan uh, to cover his horrific sin. And so he essentially has the make sure uh, that Bathsheba, who is the woman, that her husband Uriah is killed. Um, and then uh, and then the prophet Nathan comes because even after all that, David still hasn't realized that, you know, what he did probably wasn't great. <laughs> it's the prophet Nathan who comes and tells a parable that David realizes the depths of his sin uh, and, and the pain that he's caused in the community. So that's the background. And so, uh, you know, this Psalm, which I would argue is one of the most beautiful Psalms and in, in, in the whole of scripture, um, is attributed to that moment. Uh, and one of the things I love is we can pretty much say, like, with this superscription that is in your Bible is not originally part of the psalm that was added later. We can pretty much say with exactitude that uh, this was not written by David. But what Scripture does, uh, and I think this is a really cool example because I think it's what we're called to do, is the the people who are putting Scripture together, who wrote the subscri- superscriptions, thought, you know, we know that after the prophet Nathan comes from the narrative that David understands the depth of his shame, that he he understands that he has done wrong. Uh, and and in their imagination, they thought, you know, this is something that David could have said. This is something a response he could have had when he's done wrong. Um, and so we are given the example of, we can use these words um, to come to God of, you know, if if we are feeling uh, guilt, if we're feeling uh, that we have wronged someone, if we're feeling that we have wronged God, you know, we too can take these words and make them our prayer and make them our worship. The Bible does it within itself, and now we are encouraged to do that. And again, you know, it's so, this is one of, I think, the most wonderfully written psalms, and I I'm not poetic enough to say, but I tell you what, I know that I felt this yeah. uh, and didn't have the words to say it. And so we, I think we are encouraged to use these words and to make them our own prayer to God. That was a long I like <laughs> it. Uh, intro. Yeah, so uh, there are a couple of things. One is that um, I was thinking about the parallels between David when Nathan comes to him and Eli, when mm. Samuel pronounces that God is going to destroy his house, um, both of them recognize that um, they are in the wrong and that God has the right, really, is how they would describe it, to mm-hmm. punish and mm-hmm. to make consequences. And so that's always a model for how we should be when we come, I think, to confession or things in our lives. When people bring our sin before us, I think a lot of times our first reaction is to be defensive, Hmm. but maybe to channel David or Eli and just give it a minute and see if it rings true. And so while this is um, talked about in terms of David and his experience, I'm also struck by, you know, the psalmist 
um, recognizes that sin is not just something we do. It's like our condition. Mm -hmm. You know, when the psalmist says, um, I was a sinner before I was born, a sinner when my uh, mother conceived me, that acknowledges that we all carry sin. It is a condition of humanity. And so I think it's important to realize that it's not just one great transgression like adultery or murder. It's Mm. who we are, right? We stray from what God has called us to be. Um, The other thing I love about this is um, I came to faith out of a great sense of brokenness. Um, Brokenness in myself, brokenness in my family, um, the family I grew up in. And so when David says what you want is a broken spirit and a broken heart, I think what that means is we have to be broken to fully let God in, right? Mm -hmm. The opposite of brokenness is complete Mm self-reliance. And so I think David is acknowledging, and I say David, I don't have any problem thinking that he wrote this. Um, (laughs) I say David, but, you know, whoever the psalmist knows that the gift of brokenness is an ability to truly come before God and to lay down that burden. Um, And so I love also the language of what this calls us to be, Um, that we are a people who should seek God's wisdom. Um, We are a people should have a, a new and right and willing spirit. And then finally that, and I think the Psalms do this so well, we are a people who should praise God. Because if you are broken and you know how much you need God and you believe at all that God offers you mercy or love, there's a whole lot there to praise. Yeah, and and I love the lines right after, as you talked about this condition of what we are, that I was born guilty, a, a sinner when my mother conceived me. And that's not to, you know, that's not to to write off of the terrible things that I've done. <laughs> it's not to say that's not, it's not, it's not the David, the Psalmist isn't saying, you know, I did this, you know, so I can excuse this, but instead I know this is who I am. And so I know that the next verse is I need you to purge me, to clean me, to wash me. Uh, and that when you do that, God, I will be whiter than snow and joy and gladness will be in me. Um, and so it's, it's this, um, acknowledgement of who we are but also this um acknowledgement of who we are to be in christ Mm -hmm. um it's it's this it's not just you know i'm broken and therefore i'm broken (laughs) it's broken and therefore i come to you god to be made whole yep yes and also uh, the line right the sacrifice acceptable to god that broken spirit broken heart but a contrite heart one that knows what it has done. Um, To be a person of faith, to be a follower of Jesus Christ, is to be someone who evaluates their behavior, acknowledges when it's wrong, and tries to do better. You can't, I don't think you can neglect confession and still call yourself a follower of Christ. I agree. And Someone who probably knows quite a bit about uh, confession, Jonathan Edwards, uh, who was a speaker in the revival movement uh, or Second Great Awakening in the U.S., has our quote from today. He says, you contribute nothing to your salvation except the sin that made it necessary. Whew. 
Woof. I will say for a second there, I thought you said the second grade awakening. Second grade awakening. <laughs> Which is right after lunch. No, All right, friends. Thank you for joining us. Now, may you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.